Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You need to be careful on what you're saying on here because your man's listening. Is it on? All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Digger Dads Pure Shy Podcast. Hello to Shane's ma. This is episode number six. What do you make your ma listening to y'all? Listening to y'all. What the fuck was that? Sorry about that. I don't know. I, I tried to say you and then I ended up saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was funny because we did the video chat last night and we were chatting about stuff and, you know, um, having a good chat. And then uh, she turned and said to me, I'm after signing up to the TikTok myself. She says, you're a whore. I can't go anywhere. I can't go anywhere. Go and do my usual stuff in town or whatever. And someone will come up to me at some stage and say, Jesus Christ, Roisin, that young flea yours. In Australia, he does fucking have me in a hip watching those videos. So she said, fuck it, I'm going to sign up myself and see what it's all about. And she said she went to bed the other night at 10 o'clock. And the next time she checked her phone, it was half one or something. She couldn't believe the amount of time she spent on TikTok scrolling through videos. <laughs> it's easy done, like, it's fucking easy done. And then she turned and said to me, yeah, who are you on Spotify as well? I said, yeah, I do the podcasts and stuff. You see, I don't tell, I don't tell people. I don't tell um anyone what I'm doing if people stumble upon it they stumble upon it if they don't they don't like I'm not one to send a big message to all my friends on Facebook saying look here I do TikToks now and here I'm doing a a podcast now give it a listen if you find it you find it if you don't you don't like so um yeah that was good crack on on the video chats and she even said then at one stage you who are the podcasts are are what kind of keep me going on a tough day like she's had some hard days there the last few days and fucking you can do that for your ma after everything she's done for you you're fucking winning in life you know and then the younger brother as well as he was about to run out the door to kick a football or something I saw him putting the headphones in he says I have you on the podcast here now he says <laughs> shout out to Bully Bully's a gas lad he's the he's the baby of the house oh so you've got like brothers and sisters yeah I've got uh, three brothers and one sister so I have a brother that's older than me he's three years older than me and um, he's got four kids to her. Randy whore, hey. And then I've got a younger brother who's a year younger than me. He's got two kids. The half Randy whore, hey. My sister, she's two years younger than me. And she's got two kids as well. Another half Randy whore. And then the youngest fella, who I was chatting to last night in the video, 
He has uh, 11 years younger than me. I'm not sure how many kids he has. Don't think he's got any yet. I hope not. <laughs> Do you have any bad habits? I um I bite my nails. Oh, really? Yeah, I bite my nails. I, I get in trouble off the wife here too, because we'll be uh, sitting watching the television, and I'll um I'll just be watching it, and I'll just be biting the nails. And next thing I feel these eyes burning a hole in the side of my head, and I look to her with my finger still in my mouth, just about to break this bad nail off, and I'll say, "What?" She'll say, "You stop doing that." But then you look over at her. And she's watching some fucking pimple popping video. It's like, what are you on about? That's fucking disgusting what you're watching there now. But I can't bite me fucking nails. <laughs> Yourself, have you got any bad habits at all? I have an issue with tea. I drink too much of it. Yeah, it's a very Irish thing now to be a tea drinker. We're big tea drinkers, aren't we? Yeah, and I, I was actually looking online. I found the top 10 worst habits Irish people have. And at number 10, it is obsession with tea. Isn't it madness? And it is not an understatement to say that Irish are obsessed with tea. In fact, if you enter any Irish household, you will almost always be sure to be offered a cup of tea or two. And you will be looked at fucking oddly if you said no. Sorry, I, I don't drink tea now. I'm highly allergic to it. I sure, as Mrs. Dale would say. Shall I make a cup anyway? <laughs> What's number nine there? Uh, number nine is is a weird one. It's bad parking. We're not sure if this is laziness or just bad drivers, but cars taking up multiple parking spots has to be one of the worst habits Irish people have. To be honest, I, I do get it now because if you've been to the bridge centre in Tullamore, it's fucked. It's fucked for parking. Number eight is making up words when ordinary words just won't do. What is a thingy mabob? <laughs> a thingy mabob. <laughs> that could be anything. That can be anything at all. If you're looking for something and you're in the kitchen and you're freaking out and you're running out of time and you're roaring over at the mother. Ma! I can't find it. The thingy mabob. She'd say, it's on the side. It's on the side. She'd know exactly what it fucking was too. <laughs> There's another one. There's one called Yoke. And it's got nothing to do with eggs. No, nothing. Nothing at all. It's the same as thingy-mabob. Jesus, ma! I'm in a fierce hurry here. I, I can't fight that yoke. It's over there on the side. It's over on the side. She knows exactly what it is. <laughs> Number seven is not wearing your raincoat. Now, despite how many times your ma would say to you, you're not to go outside there now. Now putting on that jacket! Don't leave this house I put on that jacket. Do you see that sky out there? I've had to take all those clothes off the fucking line. Get the jacket on you now before you go anywhere. Do we listen? No, we don't. And we know how unpredictable the Irish weather can be. But we still don't care. We look outside and we think, Ice Grant, there's a fine stretch in the evening. And you head off and you get fucking surrounded. Will we ever learn? Probably not. Number six is saying bye on the phone repeatedly. Now, I'm a fucker for this. Bye, 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 bye. Right, come on. Right, sound. Right. All right. Right, right, right. Bye, 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 bye. While this is primarily an issue with the Irish mass, all Irish people have done this at some time. You know how hard it is. 
to just simply say goodbye on the phone. It just doesn't cut it. It just doesn't butter the bread. You have to say, bye, 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 right, right, go on. Good luck, sound, right, okay, yeah, no matter. Tell your man, yeah, right, go on, sound, come on, bye, 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 bye. It's a whore. It's a whore of a thing. Number five is talking about the weather. Some day, isn't it? God's mighty, mighty fine day. Jesus, they're too hot. Fuck, will this rain ever go away? And we always complain about the weather. Always. You'll say it someday, but then an hour later, you're too hot. Or you'll say, Jesus, a miserable hoover day, but an hour later, Jesus, isn't a grand. The grass is getting a bit of water. Like, you can just never be happy with the fucking weather when you're an Irish person. And I find it very funny when I see uh, the pictures and stuff during the summer. It'd be like 15 or 16 degrees back home, and people are lying out in their grass and stuff and doing barbecues and stuff. When it's 15 or 16 degrees here, I'm wearing fucking tracksuit bottoms and a hoodie. It's cold, like. That's cold. And we usually get up to about 36 to nearly 40 in the summer here. And just that's hot like. That is a heat. Number four. I'm not too sure about number four. It's it's timekeeping. And lack of punctuality. I, I don't believe in that one actually. This relaxed approach to timekeeping must likely come from the fact that Irish people are so laid back. Meaning we often take a proposed time as more of a suggested than a definite time. See, I, I don't agree with that. There's places I've worked, if you were late for work, you were fighting with the boys. Literally. Being five to ten minutes late is considered on time. I have met some people that think that that's okay. I don't agree with that either. I'm usually uh, five or ten minutes early for things. And it's commonplace to say, I'm on my way. When you haven't, that, that's a good one. That's I like that one. Yeah, you'll be... um. You'll be waiting for someone to call around to pick you up to bring you somewhere. And they're like, yeah, I'm on the way there now. And no sign the whore for an hour. You ring them and you're like, where are you? I'm just getting into the car here now. (laughs) (laughs) Number three is saying the opposite of what we mean. Yep, that's a very typical thing for Ireland. If someone turns and says to you, fuck off. That doesn't mean they want you to go away. It's whatever you're telling them is so interesting that they can't believe it and they want you to tell them more. It's fantastic. Or, I will yeah, means, I'm not doing that. No chance. You can fuck off. And number two is begrudgery. Bitterness towards success. Yes, that's a, a very Irish thing, I will say. A very Irish thing. And it's something I experience quite regular. Being the, the TikTok sensation I am. You know, it's fucking... It's sad, really, if you think about it, that there's so many people out there that um, dislike you because you're, you're doing well for yourself. It's like, fuck off. I'm not living my life for you. I'm living my life for me. And if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't need to fucking give me shit because I'm happy and you're likely not. But it's a very typical thing in Ireland and it has been for many years. Many, many years. Number one is struggling to take a compliment. I think that's true. It is, absolutely. I struggle with compliments. If I'm cooking the dinner here, doing steak or something, the wife will say to me, God, you've done a mighty job. Well, it'll be a bit different now than that because she's Australian, so it'd probably sound like, yeah, right, that that fucking steak's pretty good, eye. Y- you've done a good job there, mate. Well done, mate. And I'll just go, ah, this is all right, like. It's all right, not too bad, not too bad. Or if someone at work says to you, Jeez, you've done loads of work today, how'd you manage to get it all done? You, you just go, ah, great machine. It's a fine machine. 
nothing to do with the driver like it the machine gets all the praise and I also find that Irish people we really struggle with very very helpful people and uh, you're at the shops my mother got a sense of this when she was out here too where you're at the shops as soon as you go into the shop they nearly rugby tackle you to let you know that they know you're in the shop and that they are an extremely helpful person as soon as you walk in just this fella just makes a beeline right towards you Can I might can I help you it's like not yet anyway can I help you for fuck's sake Jesus Christ lad settle down you nearly climbed into me fucking pocket to ask me that and then you've got five minutes to decide what you want otherwise they're coming back yeah good I might have you found what you were looking for wasn't really looking for that and I'm just having a look lad if, if I need you I'll, I'll come looking for you honest God don't worry about me forget I'm even here like and then if you're holding anything at all in your hand that's off the shelf they make a beeline towards you yeah, good I might. I'll take that the cannon for you, mate. It's like, fuck, lad. You are annoying the shite out of me now. You're, they put you off going into the shops. They really do. And the mother even said it as well. She said, jeez, it's near too much, like. Nearly fucking too much. And I, I think Irish people, we really struggle with that because we're not used to that. You have to go looking for someone in the shop back home, from what I remember anyway. If you want to get a size in the right shoe, you know, you know you're nearly chasing someone to go out the back and get you one. Whereas here, Jesus Christ, they nearly have everything you want at the door. It's fucking mental. This is a part of the podcast where I ask Ryan five quick fire questions and I expect five quick fire answers. Are you ready? These ones are a bit different now. They're to do with a relationship. Yourself and Josephine. Josephine's just my friend. All right, you keep telling yourself that. Are you ready now? All right, go on. Go on a date or receive a touching gift. Uh, you usually go on a date and then receive the touching gift, don't you? What do you think of doing right now? Uh, eating a sandwich. Do you want to have a small family or a big family? Well, I'm not very big at all, so most of my family will probably be small. A morning quickie or an afternoon delight? A midday long session. What is the last thing you do at night? I uh, sleep. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll work with that. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So I've noticed that the TikTok is, is getting big like it's grown. There's like 86,000 followers or something. Isn't it madness? Oh, it's fucking insane, lad. Absolutely insane. Constantly getting messages on Instagram and everything from people saying that they're loving the videos and it helps them on bad days and all this kind of stuff. What fucking made you do the TikToks and how did it get so big? I don't know how it got so big and I, I really don't know how it started either. 
I do remember there was one video that I did at the very, very beginning when it started to kind of take off where I talked about passing my driving test in England and how I feel I got my license. It wasn't down to my driving skills. It was from the sound that comes out of my face. All right. Do you, do you want to tell that story? So, all right. Okay. <laughs> so I went to England when I was uh, 19, going on 20. And when I was at home, I'd done a few lessons. I hadn't got my license at the time. I had the provisional, but I was heading off to get the full. But then this England in came up. So I had to quit the license there and head off over to London and just start working. And while I was there, I decided, fuck it, I'm going to go and get my license. So I did a few lessons with this fella that was living near me at the time. And I went for a test. Now, where I went for my test first, it turns out it's the hardest place in the whole of England to pass a test. I had no idea. I didn't research it or not. And I just wanted to get this test done and fucking have a go at it. So the first time I did it, I failed it. And what happened was, there was this, um, it was in Wanstead. It's an area of London called Wanstead. And there's this big fucking roundabout in the place. And it goes from like three lanes. And then when you're on the roundabout, it goes to five lanes. And then as you're turning around on the roundabout even further, it goes to seven lanes. It was fucked up. And the fella that I was uh, doing the lessons with never, never took me there. Never took me there at all. So I come to this roundabout with the instructor going, what in the name of fuck is this? So as I was on the roundabout, someone else was obviously on the roundabout that didn't know what they were doing either. And they cut across in front of me, but they were about to sideswipe the car. So I had to jam on the brakes. And that's what failed me. Uh, dangerous driving. And your man said that you couldn't help it, but at the same time, you caused um, a lot of uh, ruckus behind us. Someone could have smashed up the back of us and all that kind of stuff. So I, I got a fail there. And I thought, fuck's sake, what a load of balls. So uh, the wife, uh, she said to me when we were there, she said, how about we do it outside of London? So you're, you're never having to drive in London. You only need it when you go to Australia. like." And I said, yeah, okay, fair enough. And she said, we'll do it in Eastbourne. I said, sure, I can't do it there. She said, why not? So I said, I've never been there. I said, she did it in fucking London and you've never driven here. So we agreed to go down there and I got in touch with a driving instructor that was down there. Got a couple of lessons off her around Eastbourne at the time. And um, the next day then I fucking did the test. And when I rocked up there that morning, a female instructor came out and she said, oh, good morning. My name is such and such. And I said, oh, how's it going? How are you keeping? And she says, oh, my God, where are you from? I says, have a guess. And she says, are you Irish? I said, I am. She says, oh, God, I loved the Irish accent. I thought to myself, here, I have this one in the bag now and I haven't even pulled out of the fucking driveway. So I'm sitting in the car anyway. And she says, oh, whenever you're ready, you can take off and make a left out of the centre and we can, we can get going. So I'm driving along anyway. And your one, she turns and says to me, she said, if you're comfortable to talk while you drive, just talk, please. I just want to hear you. I thought, Jesus Christ, this one is older than my ma. And she's like a pool of water in the seat beside me. I said, for fuck's sake. So driving along anyway, she was asking all sorts of questions, talking about family and, you know, friends and what has me in London and, you know, how long do you think I'm going to stay in England? Will I go elsewhere? And I was just explaining to her the whole story about I have met a, a woman from Australia and we've been together for a while now here. So she's heading home. I'm going to head off with her and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we're driving along and we're coming to a, a, a T-junction. So she has to tell me which way to go. And she's that into me and what I'm saying that she completely forgets 
to tell me what to do. So I'm seeing this red light and I'm not hearing which lane I need to be in. Like, do I need to go left? Do I need to go right? So I just turned and said to her, I said, sorry there now to interrupt the conversation, but which way do you want me to go here? And she said, oh, God, just, just go left. Just go left. And at that moment, I said to myself, fucking Christ, I have completely passed this test. Now, I could drive over a cyclist fucking face and I've passed this. No problem at all. So we're driving along, driving along. And um, she asked me to do the whole three-point turn and all this kind of stuff. Did all that. Made it back to the test center. We pulled up in the car. And she turned around and said, just give me a couple of minutes. I just need to fill out this fucking thing. And she was filling it out. And then she looked at me and she said, how do you think you did? I says, no, I don't know. But something tells me I might have passed it this time. And she looked at me and she smiled and she laughed. And she said, you did. And there was no faults at all. And I thought, for fuck's sake, <laughs> I could have killed people. And she would have passed me just because of the accent. Pure shite, hey. You told another story that got like a million views or something. About a hot press. Oh, the hot press story. Yeah, that one. That was, that was the one that uh, really put the, the channel on the map at the very beginning. God, I, I remember when I posted the, the, the driving license one. And about an hour later, I checked my phone and I was having a break and I thought, Jesus Christ, things got like 5,000 likes on it already. That's fucking bizarre. Maybe it was just a fluke. So the next day I was driving the machine and I set the camera up in the machine and I was telling a story as, as I was working. And it was a story about a hot press. And when I posted that one, God, the 24 hours later, the fucking thing was on 50,000 likes. I, I was absolutely... I was blown away by it. I was thinking, Jesus Christ, how many people wanted to listen to me tell that fucking story? Uh, do you want to tell that story? God, that's, that's a good story. Wait till you hear this when he tells this one fucking class. Right, so um, I was about 14 or 15 at the time and I, I was in this young one's house and I fucking shouldn't have been there. Shouldn't have been there. My ma's listening to this now and she knows this fucking story, I tell you that. Shouldn't have been in there anyway. And uh, I was up in a room. Now nothing was happening. Nothing happened. There was no jostle. No one was touching no one. And we're just sitting up in the bed anyway and listening to a bit of music or something. I think fucking uh, Shane Ward, the fellow that won the X Factor at that time, he was on the CD, if I can remember, and she was trying to ask me to sing that song. And I said to her, I don't want to sing it. And, leave me alone, leave me alone, you know. And we're sitting there anyway. And next thing she turned around and said, fuck, I hear my ma. I said, bollocks, what do I do? She says, fucking hide, you whore. I says, where? She says, I don't know. So I thought to myself, I can't hide under the bed. Because that's where clowns hide. And I'm not a fucking clown. So what I did was, I ran out onto the landing. And the first door I opened happened to be a hot press. And I bet myself into that hot press. Now, it wouldn't take much to fit me into a hot press. Size of a fucking shirt button. But I was fucking squeezed in there now. And I'm frightened in there. Absolutely frightened is all fucking there. Not supposed to be in this person's house. I'm in there and I'm now in her fucking hot press. Wrecking the place. Her towels were beautifully folded up. I had the place fucking destroyed. So I'm in there now and I'm freaking the fuck out. Absolutely freaking out. Praying to any God that I think might be out there and available at this present time to quick, come help me. Get me out of here. I, I, I don't want to die today. I don't want to die today. So then I started to calm down. I was thinking to myself, right, it, it's the afternoon time. Her mother is clearly coming from work. like. So what she's going to do is she's likely going to come in Hang up the jacket, put down the bag, take the shoes off, go for a shower. I thought, Grant, 
when she's in the shower and going to sneak out of the hot press down the stairs, out the fucking door, Shane was never there. It's a good plan. It's a good plan, isn't it? I'd say that was a very good plan. Didn't fucking work. Or really, why he was there. I'm in that hot press now, and I'm thinking, bollocks, she's going to want to go for a fucking shower. What's she going to need after a shower? A towel. A fucking towel. And you had all the towels in there with you? I believe so. Bollocks. I know. So I'm in there now and I'm fucking panicking because I can hear her coming up the fucking stairs. And she's talking to her daughter as she comes up the stairs. I'm thinking, oh, bollocks. Absolutely fucking sweating. Squeezed between two bits of fucking timber just praying to fuck that she doesn't fucking... (laughs) She doesn't open this door. So anyway, I'm within reach of the door where I'm stuck. And I see the door handle pull down. It was one of these houses. Most hot presses have like just a handle you grab onto and you just pull it out. But this one had a regular door handle that pulls down. So I see the handle come down. Now for some reason I did the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. And I can't explain why. But I thought it would be a good idea as the door handle was going down. To pull the fucking thing back up. And then just assume that she's going to go. Oh that's that's normal the old spring loaded door handles they usually try and tear me fucking hand off so next thing the door handle fucking flew down the door swung open and what greeted me was a tall woman she was a tall woman and in that moment she seemed huge like just enormous i felt so small and so scared and she shouted at me and the only thing she kept saying to me the entire time i was in that house is what are you doing in there and I didn't say that to her. Didn't say a fucking word to her. I've been caught now, so I need to try and get out of here. So I'm squeezing myself out between these two bits of fucking timber. Just trying my best not to say that to her, not to rise to the, the questions that's being asked. Because I've got the right to remain silent. You know, it's usually a fella in a blue uniform tells you that. But I know myself, I've got the right to remain silent. If I say nothing, nothing can be used against me. So say nothing and just try and make your way out the fucking door. Now, now she wasn't happy. She was not happy at all. And I know why. I know why. Her hot press was absolutely fucking immaculate before I went in there. She was like your one, Mary Kondo, the old Netflix woman that does the tidying. The way she rolls up balls of cotton and towels and stuff and she had them all stacked on top of each other like pyramids. It was fucking beautiful. And I'd wrecked that. There was towels everywhere. So no wonder she was mad. I I don't blame her and I apologise to that lady immensely for doing that to her hot press. So I'm trying to squeeze out between her and the door frame now. And she is right in my face, shouting at me. The same thing. What were you doing in there? Again, I'm saying nothing. Not a thing am I saying. I sneak past her and I start walking down the stairs. As I'm walking down the stairs, she's leaning over the banister, shouting at me as well, saying the same thing every time. So I then make it to the front door, out the front door, and I start stepping across the green. And I think, Grant, I'm outside now. I can't be killed. She could have killed me in there and she would have got away with it. But I can't be killed now. I'm free. But I was feeling like shite. You know, I might have getting caught in this house now and I might have been shouted at. Didn't feel good. So I started slowly walking over towards my auntie's house. That's why we were, I was in that situation. My mother had gone to visit me auntie and I so happened to be over uh, chatting to this young one and I went into her house. And that's what happened. So as I'm walking across the green, feeling fucking sorry for myself, beside me I feel this gush of wind pass. As this woman is doing four lengths to my one in steps. Like she was strutting 
right across the green. And she didn't look at me. She passed me. All she said was, I'm going to tell your mother now. I said, oh, fuck's sake, this is all I need now. So she went over, opened the patio door to my auntie's house, just walked in, didn't knock, just walked straight in. And as I got to the house, I kind of opened the patio door a little bit just to listen, but I didn't go in. Because I knew if I went in there now, I was going to lose my right to remain silent. These people were all going to pressure me to talk and say why I was in that house and what gave me the right to be in there. And then that's it. It's going to be used against me. So I knew myself. I can't go in there just yet. So I sat and listened and she was explaining to my mother and my auntie that was there what she witnessed and uh, asking why they think I was in her house. You know, all this. she wasn't happy. Like She wasn't best pleased at all. So she eventually came out of the house. She said nothing to me as she was leaving. She just opened the door and walked away. And I thought, right, fuck's sake, I'm going to have to go in here now. I'm going to be quizzed in here now. And it's going to be blown out of proportion and it's just going to be fucking, this is going to get stupid now. So I slowly stepped into the hallway, stepped into the kitchen and just kind of peeked my head in around the corner. Just, well, my mother said, what the fuck were you doing? I said, nothing. She says, were you in her hot press? I said, I was. She said, why? I said, I wasn't even supposed to be in her house. So what was I supposed to do, man? She said, why were you in the fucking hot press? I said, look, look, man, it's like this now. If you're in a one's house and you're not supposed to be there and her ma suddenly shows up and she says hide and you open up a hot press door, you fucking hide in there. And that's it. That's all you can fucking do is just hide. So, um, yeah, the whole way home I was getting quizzed on why I was in the house and, oh, fuck, I remember how fucking angry that woman got. And I believe now those people just laugh when they think about it. Absolutely, she finds it the funniest thing ever. But at the time she was fucking... Absolutely fuming. Not the fact that I was in her house with her daughter, but the fact that I ruined her good hot press. <laughs> yeah, you've got loads of those stories, hey? You've got another one where you talk about climbing through windows and stuff, lad. You're fucking... You're a gas man. But anyway, we're coming towards the end of the podcast and we need to we need to wrap it up because it's coming on to the half hour mark and we uh, we have some stuff to do today. So if you don't mind, we're going to end the podcast with our positive stuff. There is a quote from a woman called Lisa Oliveira. And it says, Just because no one else can heal or do your inner work for you doesn't mean you can, should, or need to do it alone. And that's very true. It's very true. No one can fix you but you. But at the same time, keeping it all to yourself, it's going to be harder. It's really going to be harder for you. And if more people know that you're struggling, it might be that bit easier for you yourself to be able to fix it. So don't sit in the dark. Don't be on your own. Don't feel like you're on your own. You're not. You're not. There's loads of people out there that are willing and wanting to help you. But they just don't know. They just do not know that you feel these ways. So please, lads, keep talking. Keep telling each other how you are feeling. And get whatever you have to off your chest. However you have to. And you'll feel mighty good. You'll feel mighty good. Have you got any uh, show-outs this week, Ryan? What's that? What are you eating, you whore? Sorry, one thing. Sorry, this this episode is sponsored by Aussie Freeze Dried Emporium, and they sponsored it with with a bag of sweets, and they're fantastic things. It's an empty bag now. I tell you, the scales didn't last long, did they? No, myself and the wife were um, watching stuff on the television uh, a couple of days after we got the bag. She tried one the day I got it as well, and we sat at the 
on the couch there just absolutely devoured the big bag of skittles they're absolutely addictive things but um yeah go ahead anyway yeah aussie freeze-dried emporium freeze-drying is a unique process incorporating the most advanced engineering technology that locks in 97 percent of the natural flavors vitamins and minerals without the need of adding shade so these lads have fucking won with this because i swear to god it's mighty Enjoy your cheeky treat, whether it's healthy or sweet. If this is what you crave, go on, mate, be brave. <laughs> That's what it says on the back of the bag. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to uh, Jim at Aussie Freeze Trade Emporium for sending that stuff into the PO Box. And um, we, we really appreciate it. We've received a few things in the PO Box, haven't we? Yeah, our friend from Canada, she, um, she sent us a hat. She sent us a, a T-shirt. She sent us some Canadian money and stuff. It, it was it was really good, and then we received other things. What else did we receive from the PO box? Uh, I received a shower head. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It, just a shower head in a box. Now the box was uh, looked like someone walked all over it. It was just battered, and inside it was a brand new shower head in a packet, and it was addressed to the Digger Dad, PO Box two four five, Tagum, Queensland, Australia, four zero one eight. So it was obviously someone that's watched the TikToks and stuff, but just. For some reason, never left a note or never owned up to the fact that they sent me a shower head. It's a great shower head. Mrs. loves it as well. It's got uh, it's got mighty good pressure out of the fan. And she likes to have a shower uh, with uh, grinder sparks coming out of the shower head. I don't understand how women can have showers so hot. Fucking Christ. You nearly have to be sure you check. Because if you climb into the shower with her settings on, you're, you're going to come out of there with third degree burns. But she just walks out of it and just goes... <laughs> That was nice. It's like, fuck. How have you done that? So again, thanks for all the support, lads. To me, ma, I know you're listening. Love you, ma, miss you. And to everyone else from home that's listening or might watch the videos, thanks very much for all the support. It's fucking fantastic. A young fella from Dangan talking a bit of shite can get such a crowd behind him. It's, it's unheard of. It's unheard of. The second most famous man to come out of Dangan next to the Goose Fisher. So, lads, I absolutely appreciate it. You are a fucking mighty good crack. Take it easy. All the best. Bye. See you, lads. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. 